Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to the Manchester United Redcast. It's Robert here, filling in for the ever-absent Eddie Nestor, who, as we all know, never lets fulfilling his media obligations get in the way of yet another holiday. As you can note out here, courtesy of the crystal clear reception, I'm on the telephone, that uh, famous 20th century creation, and not in the show's London studio, but in a small confined space somewhere in the north of England. Mercifully, however, the show is not in ruins. While I'm locked away a couple of hundred miles away, we have not one, but two, two guests in our, safely confined in our London studio. Not one, but two producers from the cutthroat world of television. No doubt marvelling at the sheer professionalism of the show they now find themselves on. Without further ado, I give you Mr. Dan Riley. Good evening. Hello, Robert. Hello there, all that all that way down the, down the A1. Yes. And Mr. Chris Curley, hello. Good evening, Robert. I'm now... I'm sensing tonight's show is going to be very upbeat in, in mood, obviously. So, uh, with, without further ado, we should probably get the inconvenience out of the way of talking about the game that took place on Saturday. Um, Dan, starting with you, every week, we know these days not to expect very much, not very much at <laughs> Certainly all. Certainly not There'll goals. many lows. So, this has to count as one of the most dispiriting spectacles I've seen all season. Yeah, I mean, I felt after watching the game on uh, Saturday that it's almost it's almost gone beyond a sick joke now. Yeah, um, yeah. It, the the our placement on match of the day was quite telling in that we oh, were we were. I mean, I can't ever remember us being that low down the order in in so, on so many different weeks. Daily yeah. Blinn's sort of long shot into the arms of the keeper was was the highlight it was the our highlight of the match it was just yeah. it was you 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 get to the point where you start kind of laughing at it because it's just become so ridiculous well I think, 
Chris, I thought, when I, when I watched the highlights, the match of the day, we, we are now the butt of so many jokes. Except the commentator saying that the highlight before Charlie Austin's goal was spotting a mouse <laughs> on the field. Oh, That's were there, how exciting we were. Were there highlights? I mean, I, I missed it. I mean, I, yeah. I actually was so angry, I tweeted match of the day asking right. them to do us to come up with a statistic of since Van Hal has been in charge what is our average place on the running order now yeah, back in the 90s and noughties I could go to bed at quarter to 11 quite easily or go out knowing they've seen us on the first 15 minutes now mm. I'm having to stay up till quarter to midnight I regularly fall asleep before we come on yeah. 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 that's Gary Lineker though isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah to be an imaginated fan now not only are they boring and underperforming they're actually making us knackered as well to add insult to injury I think I think the thing that encapsulated the game for me was <clears throat> throwing Yanazai on in this kind of desperate attempt to get something back or get something from the game and then his action being a really stupid foul that then resulted in the goal and I'm not this isn't really a dig at Yanazai just a sort of uh, just how a moment encapsulated just how much everything has gone wrong it's like everything he tries goes wrong it, it, it's, yeah. it's just almost this, it, there was an interesting thing about that I thought that that goal and I think they picked it up um, or somebody yeah. did but why defend that like a corner and, because there was no people on the post it was pretty much a corner and I think that goes to me about how there's a lack of responsibility being taken on on the pitch by, by certain people who, who don't organise and know what to do and take responsibility and I've never known and I argue this with my mate in Manchester a lot about it how there are no real leaders on the pitch who have the experience yeah. to um, shout and organise and tell people what they should be doing and dig them out I remember going to watch um, when Keane was there and I think it was Sylvester's first home game at Old Trafford and I think he gave a shoddy pass that was just slightly out and Keane turned round at the first opportunity and absolutely ripped him a new one and you need that playing football I'm sure we've played five a side or eleven a side where that bloke who irritates us who shouts at us and mm. oh, there's a few of them on the pitch why are they not in professional football as much? There's a bigger conversation about that, but it's certainly of where we are at as a, as a football club and as a team. And this broadens out a little bit into a whole malaise and lack of leadership that's going on right now. You know, it's very little. It was amazingly flat, wasn't it? It was amazingly. I mean, I always I always get very cautious when people and fans say that the players aren't trying. I rarely buy that, and I don't think that was the case. But they certainly looked flat. And as you say, Wayne Rooney is our captain it, it, it did not come across at all as, as a leader in the middle of a crisis neither did our other so could leader Smalling to be honest either you say we, we lack those vocal figures presently but, but Smalling has never been a leader I mean when Ferdinand yeah. and Vidic were there they were all and all Milnstein would talk about how we need to get Chris to talk <laughs> I mean you know we've got to do more than talk to, to be a leader I, I don't know whether they're not trying but I don't think I don't think they're buying into it yeah. anymore, and I and I just it looks to me like they're you know they they're playing they're professionals, but I just think I don't think they believe in it, and and I think that um, th there's a simple way to stop United. You just you just you just defend you 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 press, um, and and we can't we cannot 
um, break anyone down. The, the Newcastle game was a, was a was an anomaly because it was a it was an attacking game and sort of I think everyone thought oh hang on a minute it's okay until you think well hang on Newcastle actually nearly bottom of the league and they could have beaten us and it was just the same old you know the, the same old um, De Gea had a great game against Newcastle yeah. I think we scored with pretty much every attack pretty much I always think it was a penalty Newcastle probably should have got as well yeah there's a there's a whole malaise of leadership in the club and a bit of a power vacuum going on right throughout I mean you know a big worry for me as United fan quite honestly in the broader picture was getting beat 5-1 at home in the FA Youth Cup by Chelsea now that there's loads of leaks we're in a similar situation as to what happened with Moyes the stories have started to creep out yeah. about the, how they can't eat chips or we don't let us have dinner at the same time you know they're, they're, the trickle down rumours are coming through that his time is up and it's it's a matter of when but this should have been done a month ago after the Stoke game because I've never we're seen a United team aren't we? we are back where we were I was remember being at the Norwich game and thinking after that this surely cannot get much worse and we were really pretty much you say back at that spot I mean, I mean no right now, the, 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 as this show has been recorded, the, the Van Hal he went to Holland apparently for his daughter's birthday at the weekend. Apparently, still there. Training was cancelled uh, Sunday and Monday. He's publicly admitting that he's failed to live up to fans' expectations, though he can barely say much else. To be brutally honest, at this time, but is it fair? To, I mean, the way the momentum is going now, it's, it feels almost more severe. Uh, that it did in December because it's the second time coming. I mean, is he? Do we? Are we really now looking at a dead man walking? Is he going to be our manager in February? I mean, I think just just to pick up on one thing there, Robert. Mm. The um, you know his his daughter's birthday party has been a long standing you know yeah. engagement. Um, I've I've just been told by. A, you know, informant of mine that um, there was a game of pass the parcel going on, but it's still going on because they just <laughs> no one is yeah. no one is willing to open it. It's just being passed from side to side. Um, but I think um, yes, Dan, go for it. I want the next one. <laughs> I, think, I think that. Uh, I think that there's a possibility that the um, and, and it's interesting we talk about power vacuums because I saw the list of our board members today who are going to be making this decision and it's kind of like there's some bloke from Ralph Lauren on it I mean I, I don't quite get what he yeah. how he's going to make this decision but I do think they may be giving him the FA Cup uh, in a kind of you know the, yep. the feeling that maybe just maybe he might do a Fergie in 1990 we could go on a cup run it could somehow um, rejuvenate the side and make everything better I personally don't think it would happen I don't think there's enough comparisons with that that Fergie side but I think maybe if we lose on Friday that that could be it I think he is pretty much a dead man walking you know lose on Friday or lose the following the game um, I mean they, they could wait couldn't they I mean there's the argument that you know this is Ed Woodward we're talking about does he just stagger along the way he did last time with David Moyes does he actually wait until we've got to that pitiful position where we can't even reach the top four and then some people are suggesting Van Hal might survive till then but that just seems obviously completely self-defeating to go down that road. I mean, here's the thing, there's been four games since that Stoke game, that's, that's 12 potential yeah. points. You know, we're all, I mean, we're 10 points, it's ridiculous, the league, isn't it? I mean, we're 10 points behind Leicester. The point is, this yeah. should have been done a month ago when we were a little, yeah. when we were six, seven points. That was a reason to do it then. We've wasted another month of, and actually, knowing the transfer situation we're in, and plays, and we do need one, possibly two signings if we can get them, just to get us through the rest of the season, who, if he does get rid of him this week, it gives whoever comes in four days to sign someone, which won't happen. And it's just that whole dereliction of duty and mismanagement 
right from the start of the season, from last season. You know, they, they try and I, I feel like I'm being I've been treated like a customer again. It's not surprising. They're trying to blind me with the hopes of a Rodriguez, a Bale, a Neymar in the back of the paper all the time, feeding these stories yeah. to. It's like, <laughs> lads, we need a centre half. Anyone see that? We need a right winger with but, pace. But those stories, Chris, are, are just laughable. It, I mean, it's just it's, it's just a smokescreen yeah. to distract us from everything else that's going well, on with the club. Yeah, the fumbling drunk at the wedding, you know, going, going for the best-looking girls and just being told to go away, please. It's that sort of level of... That's what we've but, become, I think, in the world transfer market presently. But what was what's interesting as well is that we this week it was announced, wasn't it, that, that we are um, off the pitch, you know, we're creating more revenue than any other club mm. and we're going to go back to the number one position as a, a sort of a business football club, which is just... I mean, the irony of that is, is incredible. But you do wonder whether the Glazers sitting there are just seeing that part of it and think, well, you know, and if their end game is they're going to flog it at some point. You wonder mm. whether they, 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 they think they've got another five years before well, it really... It starts to hit them in the uh, pocket. Well, you can look at what they did with Tampa when Tampa won the Super Bowl and it reached their peak and they've made no investment in since and they've just taken out of it. And Malcolm's gone, there's seven of them, all want their little piece. You know, Ed's there selling off the socks to noodles in Thailand, fine. Um, but, all right, you can make this money in, but if we don't buy anyone, what's the point? Mm. And uh, there, there is a real lack... Of, there's a real... I think there's a power struggle going on between... Uh, Woodward wants his own... His ego, Ferguson... Uh, and, and claiming uh, claiming with the class of 92 some core values of what United are about and holding on to that and it's it's becoming to a crux because what's going to happen in the next week three months will affect the next two years minimum and that's what we do I mean now I mean is if and I don't think we can rule it out presently unless something happens as we're on air but with, if, if Van Hull did stay just playing devil's advocate if he's given his head till the end of this season do any of us think he actually could get United into the top four? I, I, think, I think it's... I, I think he could. I, I think it's unlikely. Um, I, I just think that there's... there's you, you know, every game... Look at, look at the Liverpool game. I mean, that was a, that was a fluked result. I mean, we've, we've fluked oh, dreadful, a lot of dreadful. points as well this season. That's what people forget. If you know, The first game of the season, the Tottenham win, they should have beaten us. There's been loads of games that we, we've won you know, we've not won anything convincingly, which it makes me think we can't, we won't go on a run. No. It seems they've now decided they're not going to give him any money in this window because they don't know what's going to happen. So the question is, I mean, I, I, I wonder, is there is there a chance that they do think they might get Guardiola, which is why Mourinho mm-hmm. hasn't been given the job. I mean, that's what you kind of, you, you cross your fingers and hope for. I, I think that yeah. there's, there's three things that Van Gaal has done, which is worthy of sacking on its own. The statistic of going out of 12 consecutive uh, home games and not scoring the first half is a sackable yep. offence. <laughs> Get Not qualifying out of that Champions League group stage is a sackable offence. Thirdly, playing the kind of football when hard-working people spend a lot of money going to Old Trafford and not being entertained with shots on target is a sackable offence. Now, for me, it is, in, it is just a matter of when, not if, he yep. goes. And they should... It's not going to change with him. It's sooner rather than later. And the, and there's there's two things we need to find out for the hullabaloo of what our heart tells us and what our head tells us. Our Mourinho management tells us, our head tells us, we will be 
we will win things. We will compete. We will have a winning football team. We will have those Champions League nights again. That's what tells us. But what that does also tells us, the football isn't that great. He hasn't got a good track record. He doesn't bring youth players through and everything's about him. All the attention is about him and he, he turns it into a circus. That's the pros and cons for Mourinho. The idea of Giggs, class of 92, connection back to Fergie of attacking football is that nothing United fans love more than a homegrown player. Uh, and Giggs is one of our own. And do we give him this shot of running the club back to the ethos and DNA of what we can do? However, he's unproven. He's never managed anything. Will he take us backwards? How will that make us feel about that dream ending? There's those things going on and that's the decision... Um, Ed Woodward has to make. There's not. We. I was talking in the office today, and there's not actually that many people that you think could could do this job because you have to. You you you're either going to go for a gigs who's kind of got the sentimental. We're going to try and bring him up, and obviously, I think the plan was they thought LVG will sort it out, steady the ship. We'll win a league. Gig slips in everything's happy days it's not so the gigs option is kind of no longer there really to go for and other than that you think people go Simeone he can't speak English um, Ancelotti he's just been uh, signed up by um, Bayern Munich Munich yeah. there's for very me, few options not making a move for Ancelotti because he basically put a sign on his head <laughs> saying ask me to take the job in October and he yeah. would have been the perfect signing I think there are two names that no one's really banded about too much I think Laurent Blanc at um, Paris Saint-Germain Larry White as we used to call mm. him yeah. um, and I think you've got to start looking at Pochettino in the summer yeah. but but I think there's this sort of slight arrogance, isn't there, about people saying, well, United will get Pochettino. Well, well, Tottenham could well, and a friend of mine had a bet on it with some very good odds, Tottenham could win the league this season. They could be the champions of England. Why is Pochettino going to leave the champions of England? He's the fashionable talked about next person in line who's doing quite well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm saying, I mean, I think, you know, it'd be be great if we could get him. I just don't know if it's, if he's going to, if he's going to do, if he's going to take the job. But there's a cultural issue within the club to be dealt with between a Mourinho and a gig situation. There's a road we have to cross. That's a big decision for them. And I think with gigs, I mean, if there's a gun to your head now and you'd say is Ryan Giggs going to be a successful Manchester United manager could you honestly say you would go on the side of saying yeah he, he's the I, one he he's the beginning he's, of a new era he for didn't fill me with confidence when he was in that I and they showed him on that programme the documentary yeah. the, you know the teams <laughs> I felt like that's like me and my mates making it up <laughs> I watched it and went he's look at the whiteboard going to Scolzi and Nicky Butt what do you think about you know like, what do you think about Fellaini up front we're just going, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like what where am I uh, I'm Really, isn't it? But maybe it's not that much difficult than we yeah. think that it is. I think it might it's, be. That I thing. think it's that. There's a bit it of smoke and mirrors. Surprisingly simplistic when you saw it when it was being done by Giggs. Then let's be fair. For me, I think we'd have a quick answer to Giggs by May if he took over now. Yeah. I think we'd have a quick answer. I think Mourinho would wait till the summer. Mm. And if Giggs does well, gets us into the top four, gets us to the FA Cup final because there's a motivation. A lot of players there haven't won it. Great. The thing about Mourinho is, and 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 arguments about um, football and and him and all that aside I I think the one thing that I think is appealing about him is he clearly desperately wants to manage Manchester United and that's kind of in a way that's quite a strong thing to have and coupled with his you know his his success and you know it, who, it's a success as a player though isn't it that's the drawback there is nothing 
to indicate he can do the job. No, no, sorry, Mourinho, Rob. Oh, I do yeah, 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 Mourinho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, yeah. though, uh, Robert, about that. But, but people say that about gigs. I go back to them. 13 league titles, uh, two Champions Leagues, FA Cups, League Cups. He knows how to win. You know, Guardiola had managed the reserve side. It does not to say that he can't be good at it. We just don't no. know the answer at it. You know, that everyone says how great players don't make good managers. All the top managers were not great players. Now, that might fall for gigs. Again, he might fall into that trap again. But I think, you know, for me, I think we should give him a go. Uh, I think um, he has... That's heart in the right place. He'll entertain us. We might get beat, but I'm all right with that. To find that answer between now and May, because the, there's the, nothing to lose. I agree with you. Would he, would he take that though, Giggs? Would he take? Yeah, the man's not without an ego here. And it, it, for the, if the, we say for the second time running, you're the caretaker manager. You're essentially a second-class citizen manager until we see how it goes. Well, would he'd, 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 I mean, that, I think, think I think he'd, well, he'd he could even agree to it, or he could or he could do well, one. But if if, yeah. if he's, if he's they, he, they need to offer him and go, Ryan, you're the full-time, you, you are the manager of Manchester United now. Mm. Right? If, he, if it works, and give him a, a two-year contract for now. Um, if it works in May, great, he's still the manager. We're all happy days, we're all happy. If, he's, mm. if it doesn't work, Mourinho is still sat there waiting Here, and, we'll, and we'll walk there. Here's the thing. At the yeah. moment, who do you want as the manager? Giggs or Van Hal? I don't think there's any Manchester United manager that wouldn't say, I'll just, I'll just give Giggs a go. I mean, they'd say give anyone yeah. a go at the moment that, that isn't, you know, they'd give Warren Joyce a go, you know, just, but just get Van Hal out of <laughs> selecting the team and training them. And Ryan has to decide, I say Ryan like we're mates, like he's on my speed <laughs> dial, he's in my favourites. But let me continue with that. I like that fantasy. Uh, Ryan, has to, Ryan has to decide for himself, though, uh, whether he takes that option. He can't sit there and be a number two to someone. He has to be prepared yeah. to leave mm. where he's been for 30 years. He has to make that decision about whether he's prepared to leave. And on the Mourinho side of the coin, I mean, also the big detractors are he's not part of the United tradition. He's an egomaniac, that he has, has no belief in youth systems, that his teams are unattractive to watch. Is that, the I'm talking about the teams being not attractive to watch, is that a bit of a... A myth, because I remember watching Real Madrid when he was manager, and I, they didn't strike me as particularly dull. The the thing is, is I think that in the last sort of I would I would say from us from the mid sort of noughties onwards, football has become a lot more pragmatic, and even under Ferguson, you know, in Europe away. Oh, we were we were some of those games were awful, mm. you know, the one up top games. They were real sort of. Uh, you know attritional matches where Ferguson just didn't want to have the same thing happen of going abroad you know to these big clubs trying to outplay them and just being picked off so you know we, we've even we've had it to an extent um, Mourinho um, when he first arrived with Chelsea with Robin and Doff and Drogba and Lampard behind we're 100 goals 100 nearly 90 mm. odd points we're, we're, we're a foot forward football team it was only really when he went into Milan that he became a bit cagey because he had to work with the resources that he that he had there and, and got and, and you know got into the Champions League final and won it at Madrid you've got Ronaldo and whoever else you want up front it's easy to be attacking when you're at home to Real Betis exactly. yeah. now Chelsea for me is the problem because Chelsea were struggling from this time last year I mean they staggered over the line the last three or four months mm. the scintillating football they were playing in September October with Fabregas getting all those assists was great to watch but he couldn't sustain it Third, the bigger question about Mourinho I asked Robert is he has three year periods and he's out 
maybe that's okay. Mm. We have an anomaly of Ferguson being tw- yep. there for 27 years. It's a freak of nature. It is not the norm, apart from Wenger. But he hasn't won anything for 10 years. Cy- football we, teams are, are cycles. Mm. Cycles of three years. Don't we now? We're just like any of that, that lovely myth that was going around when Ferguson sort of finally bowed out we're not like other clubs we're about the long term planning we're not going to be a Chelsea Man City changing managers every three years of course we're going to be we're going to be just like them we're going to have the think, same rules I think what you're saying there Rob the thing you mentioned about you know we, we don't go chopping changing I think the fact that Moyes went so soon is yeah. probably why they haven't got rid of Van Hal because yeah. they could you know they, they would immediately be going against what they said they weren't going to become but that era yeah. of Ferguson b- being in charge for so long was when the power was with the manager and Ferguson had earned the right through the changing of between manager and player power had earned the right to do that to stay there to be the one in charge now players get managers sacked fans used to get managers sacked players yeah. get managers sacked now I mean the one thing I did think today is that it's probably a you know the way that our bo- we look like we are a bit of a behind the times in the way that the the, the 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 club is run in the upper levels. I mean, we haven't got a director of football, which is none of those, none of those directors, Ferguson and Bobby Charlton apart, are sort of football people. And, and you just wonder, what is Ferguson's role? Is it, you know, how much is he involved in it? Maybe he should be more involved in it. Maybe he should be out there speaking to, you know, top young players certainly getting players to come because he is a big draw and and maybe he needs to be identifying who could be the manager maybe he thinks it's gigs well i i think you make a valid point with the director of football role as such and certainly the, the outside the first team no one's replaced brian mcclair's role at that club there's you know we're not like in our own jobs if we haven't got a boss nothing happens everything mm. just and it's the same thing why shouldn't it be any different running a football club um I, you know, so, someone like Edwin, Edwin van der Sar who's got that management job at Ajax would be an interesting op- option to come over and, and be that football link man to, to run yep. the day-to-dayness of the club. There's people like Patrice, Patrice Evra coming yeah. back would be perfect as a number two, I think, further yeah. down the line. It's so, interesting, isn't it? Because you see all those big old clubs, like the, the big famous German clubs, Dutch clubs, Spanish clubs. Whenever you see, you know, you never hear these general managers talking, it's always a player who was a, a, a great player of the... Zork at Dortmund, I think, is in that role. You know, yeah, Zork's at Dortmund. Zama sits on the bench yeah. at Bayern Munich. Zidane was on the bench with Ancelotti. He's now manager. Pep came through. Luis Enrique came through. Hello, we have Ryan Giggs. The big clubs are doing it. Mm. We should give it a go. Mm. And the other... Obviously, the other character... Lumen has he been sacked yet? Sorry, I'll just... Yeah, has he in. been sacked? Has he gone yet? <laughs> Louis, we'd like to say thank you very much for all your hard work. I can confirm he's just about still with us, I think. I'm not sure if he's on a plane from Holland yet. We have to mention Guardiola, though, because it's almost like when we're linked to Ronaldo, it's one of those sort of annoying reports that keep on coming round, <laughs> and you almost get sick of them. But it, they do persist. I mean, they, they, they denied, I think, only today that they'd had a, this, a phantom private meeting with Guardiola in Paris last week. At the Hotel Bristol's. Yes. <laughs> so is there I mean it seems to me that he's going to Manchester City but am I just being too pessimistic I, I think that deal was done a long time ago I think it's a newspaper story they feed I think it's ridiculous we've not gone in for him uh, I think that I'd love to see Pep Guardiola give a Malu Flaney a coaching session that would make that would 
Uh, well, I, I would love that because we have to remember he's the best chest passer and control of a chest passer in the world in our team well, that should not be underestimated you just reminded me Chris I hadn't thought of him for a while I hadn't, this whole podcast I'd gone without the, the spectre of that wiggy idiot here's the thing he was this, he, after the game he was the best player at Anfield for us he put, us, he put himself about he kept going the guy can't put a ball at his feet he doesn't but know what isn't that, isn't that just a, a, a terrible indictment on our team that, that Fellaini is our best performer yeah. at oh I know and it, you know and we've got there's a ridiculous stat where we've done okay with him playing but um, and it's not the poor lad's fault he should never have have, have come to us um, but that was a, a signing because we'd done nothing all summer because mm. Ed Woodward was coming back from Australia and buying Fabregas and Thiago Alcantara mm. and all these people and that never happened and we end up with Marouane Fellaini um, God bless him uh, who will go down in folklore I am sure of, of, of this period of where we're at in um, in got Fellaini history. in your t- if Fellaini's your best performer in a team on any given day, you can't expect to be anything but around sixth in the Premiership table. That's the level we're dealing with. Surely. I mean, we could, we could. I mean, it could be that we're looking at next season. City have got Guardiola. Um, mm. uh, Chelsea have got um, maybe Pellegrini. Yeah. Maybe he'll Allegri, go the other way. Pellegrini, Allegri, and uh, and, and we've got Gigze. Um, Gizzy, uh, but uh, you know, I think at this at this point, as I said, I, I just I I take anyone at the moment. I just <laughs> I remember, I mean, if, if you take me as manager. I, I, I would have you and your mates, Chris. Yeah. Just not even going in, just doing it over the phone, yeah. like Meekin does his does his yeah, podcast. This is the way forward. Clearly. In fact, have you put have you sent your CV in, Rob? I, I think it could be. Uh, I think that's where Eddie is now. He's outside Carrington with phone. his CV, going, "Let me in." <laughs> Let me in. We've got to, because we, we are running out of time, so we do have to mention, of course, there's a small match. We've actually got a game on Friday, and it's an FA Cup, and it's away to Derby County, which, of course, now looks as ominous as hell <laughs> from our point of view. As, as a United fan, there's FA Cup memories among, you know, the most precious, certainly to me and lots of people. Yeah, absolutely. We really underperformed in the FA Cup. We haven't won it, I think, since 2004, for memory. I don't think we've been in the final for about nine years. It's, as you say, I mean, again, it, it, it sounds pretty tenuous after our conversation so far, but if Van Hull needs, if, if, if that's the thing to save him, you know, the, the FA Cup, you know, could it be his unlikely saviour? Uh, no. Because no. We, no, because quite simply, that kind of football ain't changing with him in charge. It just isn't. Uh, he's he's known yeah. for this. Barcelona, Bayern. I talked to a Barcelona friend of mine. He said this yeah. is what he did. This is the same thing he did at Barcelona. So it's not a surprise. Um, no. It, it, listen, uh, for, for as far as Friday goes, if he's still there by Friday, I am not surprised that we get beat. And if he if he isn't there, then I think we'll be through. I think I think it was telling, wasn't it, that I I heard on on um, on Saturday. I think it was that Rooney had given the the halftime team talk. Those stories uh, are coming out. Uh, Anfield. Now, if that's the case, then I think you've got you've got a situation. You've got a dressing room there where Van Hal is kind of almost given up the ghost in terms of thinking how can I motivate this team so actually I'm going to let the captain do it now you've got to look at that there's going to be a dressing room on Friday it's going to be a dressing room full of I would imagine a lot of kind of not 
down heads but heads that aren't exactly buzzing and looking forward to that game you've got another dressing room of a derby team probably going to be chomping at the bit with a little bit to prove and it, it just it it smacks of a defeat for United, doesn't I, it? Really? I remember going. Did we go to the League Cup there a few years ago and got absolutely turned over by, mm. by them? It can, you know, Pride Park can be a really, you know, strong, um, hostile atmosphere. And if if those players aren't remotely up for it and believing in what they're trying to do, and I can't see that changing, mm. then that, we're that's, out. and that's the key, I think, Chris. There, if I don't think they they believe in it. It's also going to be, you know, night games create a, a better, a, you know, a special atmosphere. I mean, the only thing, in, it, I mean, I will say, I'll counter that by saying that there'll be a big, big contingent of United fans there and they'll be making a, a hell of a lot of noise because I think they, no matter who, the, who is in charge of the club, no one, no one will actually want to go there and see us lose. You know, even if you might kind of, in the back of your mind, think that the longer term it's better, no one's going to want to see us go there and I lose. I think we've been incre- the incredibly fair. And they and they always are that hard cut that that those group lads that, that go there they're, yeah, they're amazing yeah. supporters and you know during the game they'll will, they'll won't care Louis van Gaal's in charge because they want Man United to win as as we all do and at the end of the game we can make our voices clear if we don't like what we're seeing and the way it's going mm-hmm. that's the time to do it I think yeah. we've been incredibly patient. Mm with him and the style of football we've seen for two years last season there were three games we played decent in March that was it yeah. with Fellaini funnily enough in the team in that, yeah. in that weird position I believe anyway Eddie, Eddie Nestor tells us we've got a bandwidth technically so I think it's the is that who we're signing at left back <laughs> uh, bandwidth he is very good he plays for Saint-Étienne I'll say anyway as I can only half hear you of course because I'm obviously it's really handy to be 200 miles away from your guests that was a great phone. joke Robert you just missed that was a great joke yeah it was a corker as well I feel guilty to have missed it but I'll listen to the show with everyone else and, and enjoy it um I should say you can also find us by all manner of means by typing unitedredcast.com. Of course, uh, special thanks to our guests, Dan and Chris, for their measured, honest, sometimes depressing, but essentially accurate and heartfelt assessment of uh, the pitiful state of affairs presently. All these things are temporary. I'm sure the next time Dan, Chris and I speak, we'll be marvelling at the free-flowing, eye-catching football as we beat Barcelona 5-2 at the new Camp. But uh, When I take over, meantime, right? When I take over. It's going to be a great night. I can see it now. I can see it now. But I'll, I'll just keep on taking the medication in the meantime. And it just leaves me to say, come on, you reds. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.